Hi, welcome to uh, Eric Thurm Makes Merrick K Watch Anime. I am your co-host, Fanbyte Secretary of Anime, Eric Thurm, uh, and I'm here to offer you an exciting two-choice quiz. Really? What are the choices? Uh, so basically, the options are you're in kind of like a Sophie's Choice situation, uh-huh. and uh, either you're... Mm. My friend, and who is also the DA, yeah, uh, could die, or oh yeah, or his fiance, yeah, who also you sort of like had a who yeah, I had a thing with. Yeah. And if you if you depending on how you feel about Aaron Eckhart and Maggie Gyllenhaal, you have to say one or two. I see. What if I say nothing? Then Gotham is going to fall into chaos. I don't damn, know what to tell you. Damn, damn. Well, that's not what happens in Hunter Hunter. No, it is not. Uh, do you do you want to introduce yourself as the the viewer of Hunter Hunter? Yeah, before we I'm go here. okay. This is explain that great that great <laughs> reference. That great reference to episode two of Hunter Hunter, where the Joker shows up and as an old lady. And, no, the Joker uh, shows up in episode three. Oh, the Joker does show up in episode. Three. Which we'll we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to our show. Uh, we'll we'll start as is tradition with our, our flashback segment, which is did we watch uh, any more Skullface bookseller Honda San? To which the unless you watch no, more of it, I believe the answer didn't, is no. But I think we are going to. We will I at think some we point. We didn't this week. Yeah, because I mean, did we watch anything else this week besides Eastbound and Down? We've started watching Eastbound and Down. That's like right. the big sort yeah. of. Uh, no, I think that was it. If Kenny Powers was a JoJo character, which one would he be? Because I feel like Kenny Powers has a lot of JoJo energy in some ways. Uh, I see him kind of as like a Paul Nareff. Interesting. Maybe. he's. I feel like he's kind of like a really old Joseph. Yeah, okay, sure. Like he's just, he like was good at one point at punching, but now is just like very decrepit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but he would have a great, I mean, he has the look down, like he'd have a great stand, like, I don't know. We can sort of get into that later. Uh, but this week, we watched uh, Hunter Hunter. Uh, what did you know about Hunter Hunter going into this week? You, you, you had some experience with it. Yes. So, once again, this is a show that I did the version... I did, like, the, the prototype version of this podcast about this show, like, two years ago as a column at Verve where I was working at the time. So I... Sort of the Fate Zero version of this yeah, this podcast. Yeah, the light novel version yeah. of the eventual adaptation of... Uh, that is this podcast. So I, at the time when I went into that, all I knew about it was the Captain America meme that was like, so you pronounce it Hunter x Hunter. Uh, Stupid. Which is one of the few good things that have come out of Marvel movies. Yeah. So I knew that it was pronounced Hunter Hunter and not Hunter x Hunter. Although uh, we were talking Hunter about Hunter x Thompson. Yeah. Uh, well, you just stepped on my, the thing I was going to, yeah. you just really stepped on it. Hunter x Thompson. I, I don't you know. You can't stop here. This is ant country. Yeah. It's just, so that, that's the other thing you knew, right? That there were ants. I'm so I do know about the ants. I, I feel like, I think I had read a few pages of the wiki so i sort of like had the general sense of like this is a shonen uh it's by the guy who did that other one yu yu hakusho yu yu hakusho 
It's about the ch- this kind of like a Goku-like child. And there's his friends, Leorio, who's like a cool doctor guy who loves money. Uh, and Karapika, who is a cop. And Kilua, who... You didn't know Karapika was a cop. Well, I know now. You know, yeah, you know now he's a cop. And I knew about Kilua being just like a skateboarding child. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, there's ants that show up later on. It's like a a race of Cell from Dragon Ball, essentially. And yeah, I feel like I read the summaries for those parts and was just like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. And also, like, I, I think I sort of read into like the mythology of the show in terms of like how it structures the world and like the powers and stuff and it was very confusing yes it was like oh this is like some serious like oh you thought about this like oh there's nen and n and all kinds of different like energies and types of powers and stuff and it's not just a dragon ball where people punch good yeah so i'll sort of like put that marker down because i want to talk about this uh in a bit but there is like this show and this like whole sort of property has this very weird quality of feeling like an extremely generic shonen in a lot of ways, but also is just like so specific in all of these capacities that you would not normally anticipate. Mm. Um, and I think that when I first watched it, like maybe two years ago, uh, for like the first few episodes, I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of like not as vibing on this as I thought I would be. And then it just gets like more and more and more specific uh-huh. uh, in a way that I really enjoy. And like, I don't remember any of that shit. Like I don't remember all the different types of Nen, um, but I, I know that it's like extremely thought out in like very dumb ways. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Was was there other stuff that, that you knew, uh, knew about this property before, before we introduce it? I know, or I knew about the, the, I knew about the part where Gon's hair gets big. Sure. And then he kills a catboy. And then his hair gets small again. And then he, he's, he loses his powers. Sort of. Yeah. Which you're, you were, you're, so that's jumping way ahead. That's jumping way, that's like the end of the anime. Yes. That's like functionally the end of the anime. Um, Although the manga is still going on. <clears throat> which maybe is a, a good place to to introduce um, introduce the series. Yeah, please. Based on the 1998 manga by Yoshihiro yes. Togashi. Yep, ninth started in 1998. Oh my god! And airing from uh, 2011 to 2014, Hunter Hunter follows Gone Freaks, uh, a hunter in training. So Hunter in this world is a catch-all term for kick-ass dude with cool powers. Uh, and Gon has a crew that includes Karapika Kurta, the only surviving member of a family with magical, very valuable eyes, Kilwa Zoldik, the youngest son of a prominent family of assassins, an overall good boy, and Leorio Paradiso, an aspiring doctor slash businessman who whips absolute His ass. Last even name though, is Paradiso? Yeah, even though he's like an extremely normal dude. Um, and it's just like this very big, expansive world that has crazy fighting tournaments, magical video games, kind of 9-11 sort of happens uh, in, in Hunter x Hunter. Um, just like a lot of stuff going on. And I, I, it really does not feel worth going into more plot detail on this just because so much of what the franchise does, I think, 
is it will do this thing where Togashi will jump between different characters when he gets bored of them. So there's like an entire arc a little bit later on that's like just Gon and Kilwa. Then there's some stuff that's like mostly Kurapika. So even though Gon is like clearly the protagonist at first, he uh, sort of like comes in and out of prominence. Uh huh. And especially like, I mean, this is going to be, I think, a, a spoiler, but maybe not that much of a spoiler uh, for for people who have not seen this because you literally already. I mean, we talked about how his hair gets big. Yeah, you already talked about this. Yeah, he 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 like quits uh, after that basically, and just like sort of goes back to his home island. And the manga has continued since then, uh, and largely follows other characters, follows like Karapika and Leorio, uh, and. I don't know how much longer it's going to go like that because it will often go like months or like years without him publishing new stuff, uh, which which sort of is a segue to like a big thing that I. So do, do you want to sort of talk about briefly what happens in the episodes before we talk about Togashi or do you want to talk about Togashi now? Let's talk about him first. Let's talk about Togashi. Yeah. So I fucking love this dude. Um like we mentioned earlier, he also created Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, which is one of my favorite like anime series ever, which we will certainly do for this uh, show at some point. And he, you know, I think has a history of not being the most timely uh, with his work. So he'll take really big delays between Hunter Hunter chapters He'll do really sketchy first drafts that, like, don't have backgrounds or stuff that he'll, like, go back and fix later. Um, you know, he'll he'll sort of just, like, do stuff that he's interested in doing uh, in a way that I think some people find frustrating. And that you can definitely find some parallels to in the sort of, like, broader manga and anime industries. Sort of like a, a you know... Stuff that reminds me a little bit of, like, a less self-serious version of, of Hideaki Anno. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I, I found a, a couple of interviews and sort of, like, things that he talked about after finishing Yu Yu Hakusho and, and things where he'll, like, apologize for being bad at his job, quote-unquote. <laughs> which, like, I think is unfair. Like, I, I understand why he feels that way. Uh, but, again, like, I love this dude. So I wanna I wanna sort of bring a couple of those things in, which I think will ground our discussion of Hunter Hunter uh, and sort of like what Togashi is interested in. So he he talks in this sort of like exit interview uh, from Yu Hakusho. He talks about having wanted to do a an experimental story where the characters were all actually actors who were like you know sort of a, a, a supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the thing he said his editor would not let him do. Like a Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Uh, and then he also says, you know, after a while, the protagonist got really boring because I felt like I had said everything I wanted to say about them, uh, which he says in response to a question about why the villains are so cool. Because he's just like, I don't know, I stopped caring about the heroes and just was like, these villains are cool. <laughs> uh, which I think explains a lot both about the sort of later villains in Yu Yu Hakusho and a lot of the sort of like morally complex slash villainous characters in Hunter Hunter. Um, and also I think explains like the entire Chimera Ants arc, which like obviously we're not going to talk about in great depth because you didn't watch any of it. Uh, but it does the same thing that the end of Yu Hakusho does, 
where it it does i think a sort of good version of the um is it spec ops the line is that the one oh do you enjoy this yeah that's like is this do you like you this you like this you like seeing a nuclear yeah. bomb do a genocide yeah uh it's like not quite like that it's like a much better version of that where he's just like oh these people are fighting and like sort of everyone has different reasons for wanting to fight and it does not sort of have to be resolved in like traditional shonen battle to the death fashion and what if we like sort of weren't as insanely fucked up mm-hmm. uh, because the Chimera Ants arc spends like, a, the reason I think people either love it or hate it is that it spends a lot of time making all of the ants like real characters. And uh, uh, for people who don't know what that is, this, like is, the cell, this is, is the cell thing this you're talking about. This is the cell about. thing. They're not, they don't look like ants or no. even anthropomorphic ants, really. Some of them do kind of, they eat people and then like, turn into people and th- so they're like there's their cells there's a cat ant there's like a walrus ant probably yeah. there's a tiger there's a tiger ant there's a chameleon one i love the chameleon one he's great there's an octopus one uh who has I, i'm trying to remember the the quote of his i love he's just like i never thought that anyone would think that i an octopus was a cool guy <laughs> that dude rules yeah they they sort of you know are this like vaguely parasitic species that take on the qualities um of things that they absorb uh and that means when they start absorbing humans that some of them develop like consciences and like interests and opinions and become like people uh and are, are sort of fighting with the the hunters for like survival, mm-hmm. right? And you can sort of imagine a version of that that's very boring and is like, oh, well, like there are these crazy fucked up ants and we got to kill them. Uh, and that just like does that versus this, which I think is still sort of sympathetic and is like, well, we like probably should kill most of these guys, but maybe we should feel bad about it and also uh-huh. sort of like think about the decisions that we're making to do violence, um, which I think is really interesting because Togashi's work, I think, He's, like, very good at doing violence and, like, sort of depicting cool fights and stuff, but does not find it particularly interesting. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and he he talks a little bit in interviews about, hit, like, losing interest in that stuff, uh, particularly, you know, at the end of the Yuhaka show where he just is like, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to end it because it just, like, was not interesting to me anymore. I was really overworked. You know, I, I wanted to sort of... Um, do my own thing and like focus on things that are not not about work uh specifically which i think is super cool togashi uh is also married to naoko takayuchi oh uh, yeah uh, sailor moon. moon yeah cool which i think is cool they wrote a children's book together uh which is very cute uh yeah it just like it seems nice i don't know he it seems like sort of like a very reasonable way to deal with burn like you know artistic burnout and of having to produce, particularly at the rate that you have to produce if you're doing, like, a weekly manga. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think he's, like, a super interesting dude. Uh, and that maybe will be grounding for talking about some of the stuff that happens very early in Hunter x Hunter. It is maybe also worth noting uh, that there was an earlier Hunter x Hunter series that aired in uh, from 99 to 2001. Really? Yes, which I have not seen. Uh, is that kind of like the weird JoJo OVA? Uh, I don't know. Is this an actual series? It was like a real series. Oh, okay. it, it, they had like 60-something like like episodes, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it, it certainly is not the one I think that most people will think of when you say Hunter Hunter. Uh, it, it feels so like caveat. I have not seen the original Hunter Hunter series. My understanding from reading about it is that it has a little bit of a like Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood vibe, okay. where the earlier series is like a little bit rougher and includes them sort of making some different choices because it was like relatively early in the, the manga story. And so they like took some stuff in different directions. Whereas this series is like quite faithful mm-hmm. and is like very slick. And, uh, you know, it's just like, we're going to do Hunter Hunter. Uh, the series it's worth noting, uh, is made by Madhouse making, I think a three or four time appearance on this podcast. We're like doing a lot of Madhouse stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really good. I like their products. Yeah, no, but I mean, they they really like know how to do this sort of comedy, uh, you know, action vibe. Um, this sh- series was directed by uh, Hiroshi Kojina. I don't, I'm not super familiar with a ton of his other work, but a lot of the people who were on the creative staff for Hunter Hunter have worked on like Trigun, and uh, I think one of the early episode directors did a few episodes of Steins Gate Zero. Like, you know, they're, they're like professionals. They know what they're doing. Okay. Um, which maybe is a way for us to segue into talking about what you thought of this series. Um, like, how did it strike you sort of... Maybe we'll start aesthetically before we talk about the, the characters. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I like the vibes right off the bat. I love a good, you know, sea themed kind of world like a with like long trips across oceans i love a good boat trip um i love a good little island that feels like the island from the wind waker Mm -hmm. where gone is just like living this little you know life uh trying to catch this big fish so that he can go take the hunter exam and the characters are they're interesting because like we were talking about this, but I feel like this is true of a lot of shonen anime where like the side characters often look way more interesting because they're like allowed to deviate from anime protagonists look like they're allowed to have fucked up faces or like noses or scars or all this shit. Whereas like anime protagonists like look is like a pretty specific thing of like spiky hair, like n- normal looking face uh not bizarre looking like design or whatever D- disproportionately large eyes right and not like really like narrow eyes yeah. or really fucked up eyes because that like there's immediately like you can tell when someone is just like oh that's an anime bastard yeah which is that's what you said uh i should say so the, the a lot of the first three episodes if you have not watched the show uh is about gone leorio and karapika making their way to take the hunter exam uh episode three ends like during the first stage of the exam and really it's just is a parade of anime bastards just, just some choice <laughs> some choice looks like just guys with fucked up noses guys who look like muppets um you know guys with like no hair with weird hair with like six eyes with zero eyes it's just great there's just like these really fun designs on these background characters who like you're never gonna see again probably yeah and it it definitely escalates a little bit because in the first episode 
all of the anime bastards are like these idiots who obviously are not going to make it to the test. They're just they, like normal looking dudes. Yeah. Well, they just like look like criminals. Like, they, they, yeah, yeah, they look like anime bastards. Exactly. Yes. But they don't have like, you know, a second shoulder or like a third elbow. No, uh, clearly none of them have any cool powers. Uh, they all fucking suck. Then in episode two, there's like one kind of anime bastard and like this old woman and the big foxes. Um, but then in episode three, we get introduced to all of these other people who uh, are trying to take the hunter exam. And I think this is like really the place where the jackpot. Yeah. yeah, the character design shines because you can tell, I think, that Togashi and also the people who are like making this show have such a good time drawing these dudes do you do you have a favorite of these uh these gentlemen yeah well i mean there's so many great ones there's like a bald ninja uh who's like very serious and is is specifically looking for the ninja scroll he's looking for the ninja scroll um but yeah no my favorite is the guy who looks kind of like gary from venture bros yeah uh, because God, yeah, he just has like a ponytail. He has like the sides of his head are shaved, but he's just sitting there like eating something. And he looks like just the henchman from, yeah. from that show. And he's very good. And I don't think we'll ever see him again. He's like a cool chef. I think was, was his either that, or he's a sumo. I don't remember which one it is. I think he's, he's a, a wrestler. He's a big man. Um, yeah. Love him. I love the one that just like looks like Pinhead. Oh God, yeah, and like rattles when he walks. Yeah, around. he's sort of like a wind up Pinhead. Uh, the one whose thing is that he just like has a gun. Oh yeah, he has a gun and sunglasses, and yeah. he's dressed like a Kai from Dragon Ball. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, no, that's the black one. This guy. Is oh, they're also of, yeah, they're also yeah. dressed like a Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and then one of them is just like black guy, which is like. Okay, I guess. I yeah, guess. there's there this is is weird. Yeah, there's one uh, who just looks like Genkai from Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, which maybe is a, a a way for us to talk about the like references to stuff uh, sure. that show up in this. Because when we first watched this OP, which is very exciting, this will be the first time we've talked about an OP before oh, the closing yeah. minutes of an episode. Um, what was your impression of of the the Hunter Hunter OP? Okay, so the timing is weird because apparently this came out before JoJo because this was 2011. But I don't know if that OP is the first one because you said it. It might be the second one. This might be a Netflix thing. So there's a part in this Hunter Hunter OP on Netflix where it shows like it's going through all these treasures and monsters. And it's like there's monsters all over the world and hunters fight them and like recover treasure. And one of the treasures is essentially just the stone mask from Jojo part two. And it even has like the red uh, gem of mm-hmm. Asia in it. The red stone, the red of, stone Asia. of Asia. Yeah. And uh, which in case you don't know is the power is the key to unlocking the powers of Steely Dan. Yes, that's great. I mean, they don't ever actually interact, but that would be very funny if they did. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If you have not watched JoJo, there is also a character There's named a character Steely named Dan. There's a character named Steely Dan. I forget he's also a real Steely he's Dan. He's just called Steel Dan in the... Uh, he's called Dan of Steel. Dan of Steel. In the, in the American localization. All right. All right. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to him. But yeah, right after that, too, there's like a shot of all of these hands reaching up at something. And then they sort of like fade out. 
that shot is like I think from or like it's in the bloody stream. I I do think that that shot is like a more common sure. Like I think but that the, the shot that of it comes hands. right after the mask is like sure. Huh. And and I I don't think that that so it's funny that you mentioned that because there is another part of this interview that Tagashi did. Uh, so there's this arc in Yu Yu Hakusho where all of these characters have what are called territories. Uh, which are basically like crazy, extremely specific psychic powers. Okay. Um, and the person who's doing this this sort of exit interview asks Togashi, "Oh, so like were the territories in Yu Hakusho a reference to?" And then he says, "Yeah, it's like exactly the thing that you're thinking it was." And like I thought it was a fun reference, but then everyone said I was plagiarizing it. And it's like, no, he just like loves JoJo. I think. Okay. Um. And, and that sort of ties into what we were talking about earlier in the the way that this manages to feel, I think, simultaneously. It, it feels really comfortable. Mm. Um, like, it's different from all of the stuff that it is clearly drawing from, which includes, like, Dragon Ball, right? Like, Gon is, like, obviously this sort of Goku-type character. Um, it's drawing from Jojo. It's, like, drawing from this sort of, like, long history of, of shonen. Um, but it still feels different and like mm-hmm. fresh in an interesting way, uh, which I think is really hard to pull off. And I, I like really appreciate that um, and, and sort of ties in also to what what you were saying earlier about the protagonists, because they do all just sort of look like. I mean, I think what were we saying about Leorio? He like, looks like if Vash the Stampede like cut his hair. And, like, got a job. And, like, got a job. Yeah. Because yeah. he has similar glasses, similar kind of, like, body structure. Like, and he's like, the tall, yeah. lanky one. So, yeah, he's just, like, business Vash the Stampede. Yeah, he's just like, listen, I'm Vash the Stampede, and I'm here to do insurance negotiations because I spent a lot of time around the insurance ladies, and I care about this industry now. God. And, uh, I mean, Gon is basically a Goku. He's, like, a, a kid Goku. Yeah. In a lot of ways. he's mm-hmm. He's kind of, like... Aesthetically and also narratively, at least early on, he's like kind of oblivious to things that are happening. There's like adults are talking and he's just like, when are we going to get the steak dinner? Yeah. I want the steak dinner. And they're like, that was just the password to get into the back of this restaurant. He's like, so no steak? Like, uh, he's very like earnest and his powers in the first few episodes, like we see that he's like good at like anime stuff. Like he can jump through trees and stuff. He has a fishing rod, which is a pretty cool weapon. It's a really fun. Like it lets him swing around on things, lets him catch people and stuff. But like mostly what he does in the first few episodes is just like be good. Like just like in like the ethical sense. Or yeah. Like he's like, a, like, he's like a nice boy. Be like a nice boy. And like the turning point of episode two, where like, they're confronting these fox monsters that can turn into people is he's able to tell the difference between two different fox monsters. And he's like, yeah, of course I can. You look totally different. Like, and your voices are different. Your voices are different. And like, why would you? Th- and uh, no one, apparently no one else, including the other two main characters can tell the difference between these two yeah. people. No, no one for many, many years. So like his whole thing is that he just seems to be like an empathetic person who just not even out of like a choice almost just like he doesn't see why you would be any other way. Yes, I think that's true. And I think that that's what makes gone fun 
and especially what makes him fun like in this particular unit because at least in these first couple episodes there's this very clear dynamic established where Karapika and Leorio are like fighting constantly because they are sort of like two different anime archetypes and Gon mm-hmm. is just like stuck in the middle being like mom dad like why are you guys fighting uh-huh. uh because you know Karapika I mean like you were saying earlier Karapika is a cop he's like the purpose of hunters is to maintain order in the world. And also he wants to get revenge for his clan. He wants to go after this criminal group called the Phantom Troop. Uh, and Leorio, at least as far as we know now, just wants to, like, make a ton of money. Money you, can be exchanged for goods and services. Yeah. Which he lists all of those things that money could purchase. Yeah. Like a cool car. Does Leorio know that money can't buy you love? Uh, I would have to watch more. Okay. Uh, He also is good at medicine, which we sort of get a little bit of uh, in episode two because he he treats uh, this wounded man. Also, he has a knife. Yeah. He pulls out his knife when he's going to fight Karapika. He's just like, all right, let's take this outside, you small child. I have a knife. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut you. I love that Leorio is visually coded as being so much older than Gon and Karapika, even though he's not. Really? Yeah. So how old do you think Leorio is? Like 25. No, he's... I be, I'll double check this. I believe he's 19. Okay. Well, how old are Gon and Karapika? Uh, Gon is, I believe, 11 or 12, and Karapika, I think, is like 15 or 16. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. So, like, it is an important number of years. Yeah. uh, But it's not, like... It's not as big as Leorio. Like, Leorio wants to think it's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Leorio's like, you have to call me Mr. Leorio. Uh, And, of course, like, he's not going to do that. Yeah, I'll I'll look this up later. I'm, like, relatively certain that that Leorio is is supposed to be 19 at the, the beginning of Hunter x Hunter. Um, yeah, and they have this, like, very fun dynamic, and I think that they, they do a good job in these first couple of episodes of indicating the ways in which their sort of, like, relative strengths and weaknesses play off of each other, because as much as Gon is the protagonist, like, there's no way he would have been able to make it to the Hunter exam, because he just, like, is very oblivious and would not sort of, like, you know, like, he, he... He passes the quiz by accident because he right. just like can't think of the answer mm-hmm. uh, and and would not sort of like, you know, there's just like are all these sort of weird social niceties and like things that you have to read into uh, that get balanced out really well, I think, by Leorio and Karapika. Um, whereas Leorio obviously is like a normal man and also like in episode two just wants to get on that bus. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, there's totally a bus to the hunter exam. You guys get on this bus. And Leorio is going to the bus and overhears these people being like idiots. That bus doesn't go to the place that where bus these goes straight into the garbage. Dump. Yeah, this bus goes to hell. Um, you know, maybe Karapika would have gotten there by himself. I don't know. Leorio is kind of the Yamcha here. Yeah, I think that's correct in a lot of ways. Yeah, Karapika, more of like a a Tien, I guess. More serious. Kara- yeah, I don't know. I mean... Not that he everyone has to be something, but... Yeah. But 
Leorio is is Yamcha, although he he's not horny so far. He's he's like a sort of Yamcha Krillin. I he's see. like got a little bit of both of their steeds, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we we don't get to spend a lot of time with Kilwa, but like, what was your your impression of him? Because you you knew he was like the other main character. Yeah. Uh, well, he shows up in the OP. Yeah. And I had heard of him. There's um, a lot of gone Kilwa thick, like a yeah. lot of gone Kilwa thick. Yeah, Karapika, I love, or not Karapika, uh, Kilwa. 2K characters. I love how he's introduced because in that episode, in episode three, like they make it to the staging grounds for the hunter exam. And this guy is like trying to give them juice that he poisoned with laxatives. And but before we get into Kill Why, do we want to maybe take a second to talk about that shot of Gone? There's an you... incredible shot. And I remember <laughs> this from the last time I watched it, which was like two years ago. But this guy is like get, trying to get them to drink this juice. And uh, he's just like thinking to himself as he, there's like a shot of Gone just like smiling and like holding the can up to his mouth. And just like it zooms in like over a couple of cuts. And the guy's like, that's laced with laxatives. One sip and you'll be sick for days. If you want to take the hunter exam, I hope you brought diapers. And it's just like gone, just like yeah. His, his like his huge eyes, yeah. and like he's just like juice. Uh, he realizes that it's poisoned because he, well, he doesn't realize it's poisoned. He knows there's something wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows there's some. He's like, oh, it went bad. Sorry, like this juice went bad, and I know that because I ate all of the plants. I On just my I ate things. <laughs> That he shouldn't like, have eaten. God is like, I put things in my mouth. Yeah, he's like a weird dog that's just like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna eat this. Oh no, I threw up. He and, was uh, he was raised he was raised by a pack of wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, Mowgli. Uh, yeah, and then and then Leorio and Kropika are like, oh, let's not drink this. Juice. Yeah, they spit it out. Uh, the way we're introduced to uh, to Kilwa is he then asks the guy, he's like, hey, do you have any more juice? <laughs> like, he's just like this like tiny child with like white hair. And, and uh, you know, he's he's wearing he has like what appears to be a long sleeve shirt under uh, a T-shirt, under a T-shirt, which is such a specific style choice. It's wild with his skateboard. With it's his like sk- very good. He's dressed like. A normal child from the 2000s. Yes, like exactly. Like, whereas Gon and Killua, like, Gon is wearing, like, a cool, like, adventure suit. And, uh... It's not that. I don't know. It's just, like, whatever. But, uh, Karapika is wearing, like, these cool anime robes. Yeah. Uh, Leorio just has got a, a suit, suit. Just a suit. Which, like, has the anime powers of... Of not getting clothes. hot and wet. Yeah. yeah, because he's standing on the deck of the ship when they're going to the hunter exam when he's trying to fight Karapika, and they're both just standing there facing each other, a huge wave comes over them. First of all, they don't move, which is great. They just keep standing there. But then afterwards, it's like, he's not like wet or anything. He's not like, oh my God, my suit is wet. Uh, He's fine. Which Well, you could also imagine a version where he's wet, but just sort of does the like dog thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't even do that. It no, just like cuts to the just, next morning. Yeah. After, uh, they, after they save that guy who never shows up again. Right. That's how they bond. That's how uh, uh, Karapika and uh, Lirio bond. Because they the, caught Gon. They caught... They're <laughs> trying to save a guy from falling overboard. They don't make it. And then Gon just, like, dives off the boat in this incredible like, shot. <laughs> and uh, then they gra- Gon grabs the guy. They grab his legs. And then they bond in that kind of classic moment by both being mad at Gon their son, their son. <laughs> for being reckless. And they're just like, oh, 
we need to watch over our son better. He's such a maniac. Uh, so they pretty quickly become like mom and dad, I feel like. But yeah, Killua, he just, you know, the guy is thinking about all the rookies because his whole thing is like he's taken the exam like 35 times. Not Killua, the guy who gave them the juice. And uh, he just tries to like weed out rookies but he sucks. He just likes crushing them to he make just, himself he, look, look yeah, better. Yeah, he just wants to crush the rookies, so he's giving everyone poison juice. And it's just like, oh man, they're really intense this year. So those guys and that ninja who turned it down because he doesn't take drinks offered to him. And then and like then we just see Kilo like, hey, do you have more juice? And he's just like, what? That kid should be shitting his brains out. <laughs> and uh, he's like, even if, you know, even if he's fine, like he'll get dehydrated or whatever. And Kilo just like drinks another one and is like, oh, are you worried about me? Because I am unaffected by laxatives. I trained so that poison doesn't affect me. I've never shit I've once. never shit in my life. Later. And just like <laughs> Tonpa. Up. And yeah, this guy Tonpa is like, uh, what? <laughs> I hate all these rookies. Because mm-hmm. he also, go, he go, he tries to get a lot of people to drink this shit juice. Oh, he tries to get uh, the computer child. Uh, yeah, which is, what is his name? This guy looks like, God, what does he even look like? A barbershop quartet member? He looks, he looks, he looks like a little rascal. Yeah, he looks sort of like, he looks like Alfalfa. Yeah, he looks like if Charlie Chaplin had sort of like a shitty son. That was then placed in a hydraulic press and sort of like crushed vertically and like... No, I said son. He's like a shitty child. Okay. He's like Charlie Chaplin's shitty child. Okay. He loves computers. He like looks up all the data and is like, oh, your whole deal is that you hate rookies. I'm not going to drink your shit juice. Yeah. And Tom Paul's like, what? Are you saying that me having done this exact same thing every year for several decades has made it possible for people to know what my deal is? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, some fun characters. Uh, yeah, those dudes are all very fun. I love that Kilwa is introduced that way, although he has yet to interact, I believe, um, with our other three main characters, uh, which maybe is a good way to sort of talk about, like, I don't know. I know you were concerned when we we picked this one that you were not going to watch enough of it to like really get it. How do you feel about that? Do you do you feel like that that was the case? Well, I have a sense of who these characters are and I have a sense of a vibe. But the thing is, I don't know if that vibe is maintained throughout the course of the show. Like the vibe is like very like kind of light and yeah, kind of just, I mean, it's helped along by the fact that there is this score that is very bouncy and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, there is a literal, there is a motif that is like basically the Pirates right, of the Caribbean. Which is just theme. like, oh, I guess adventure awaits. Like, it do it does await. Like, cool. That's, yeah, let's take an adventure. So that's the vibe that I got. But I feel like that changes later on to just like, uh, you know, the harsh realities of war. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I mean, I think that that's like sort of one of Togashi's whole deals, though, is like that balance, right? That there is this real sense of adventure and play and sort of enjoyment at being able to do all this cool stuff, but that a lot of it does come with consequences. And I think that it manages to. Like 
present both of those possibilities mm. and present all of these different different tones within this world and it like fits. Right. But there is there's like a lot of sort of bouncy fun stuff where they're like, let's all hang out with our bros. Cause like, you know, they're just bros. Like they love hanging out and mm-hmm. taking the hunter exam together. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but it, it definitely like I think it would be hard to get the entire sense of something this big from the first three episodes, unless it, like, I think if you did get the entire vibe of a long-running shounen by only watching the first three episodes, it probably is a bad Right, then why would you watch the rest of it? Right. Where you're like, I get it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you definitely do get, like, a pretty strong vibe on the characters and, like, sort of what their deal is. Uh, one thing I did want to briefly mention that I probably should have talked about earlier um, with the character designs is that everybody else, for the most part, has these, like, pretty complex designs. Yeah. And not just that the protagonists have, like, anime protagonist face, but they also are colored pretty monochromatically mm-hmm. to be like, Gone is green. Leorio is blue. Karapika is orange and like kind of also blue um and that they they all sort of have these like very high contrast uh whereas everyone else has sort of like mud tones yeah because they're all just like you said they're all just bastards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, i want to show that's just that's like oops all anime bastards. we taught is just chromarty high school oh yeah we literally had you. We had this conversation because you were like, "Damn, I wish there was a show that was all anime bastards." And we're like, "We gotta just do a Cromartie I mean, High School." We'll do episode. a Cromartie High School, but what I want is like a shonen show where like the f- heroes get murked and then like pretty early, pretty early, and then it's like, "Oh hey, all you guys who are on this boat too, it looks like you're gonna have to do the thing." And they're just like, "Oh, but we're just a bunch of bastards." So basically, what you're saying is that you want an anime Suicide Squad. That's like kind of what you're saying. Yeah, but. That, that is, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Great. Um, if David Goyer, we know that you are a longtime listener of this podcast. Uh, we believe that you still have the rights to the Suicide Squad. Hit us up. Uh, I think we have some, some great anime ideas for what to do with Will Smith and Jared Leto in the next iteration of this property. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if Suicide Squad was anime, then maybe it would be good. David Goyer, stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if they're there, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on this, because there definitely is stuff that, like... I mean, that's such, like, a basic concept. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's you're been mostly, done in yeah. games and, like, movie, like, action movies, probably. Yes, but I think the thing that you're saying specifically, like, you have to really commit to the character designs. Yes. And yeah. I think that most things that do the thing that you're talking about sort of, like, slowly lapse into making the characters look like protagonists. Yeah. Or, like, a lot of the things, I think, I think the place where this happens a lot is in Isekai, where, like, oh, the real hero died, I have to be the hero? I'm just a generic guy. Which is not what I'm talking about. Because yes. the generic guy always looks generic so that people can project onto him, and he looks like a normal dude. I don't want normal dudes. I want fucked up dudes. <laughs> like, everyone has, like, a different nose shape that isn't anime nose. Uh, people are just, like, missing parts of themselves, you know. The eyes. Yeah. The, 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 like, Santa Claus-looking, like, weird captain of the ship. Yes. Who's, like, the first part of the test. Who's, like, missing a bunch of teeth and has, uh, gin blossom. And has a cigarette holder that looks like a pipe. 
with a cigarette just sticking at the or end it's of it. a pipe that has a cigarette yeah. in it for some reason unclear yeah uh because that's all those dudes just like some of them suck but some of them you're like damn this dude has like pretty strong vibes and i'd love to sort of know what yeah, his what's deal his is story yeah like what's this like what's this weird kids you know like what what are all these people's deals yeah uh and i i do think that that is a a sort of like interest that is shared by Togashi, although obviously sort of not explored in quite the same way. Right. Because he has to deal with, you know, having to sort of publish like a very popular and relatively consistent shonen. Yeah. Where everyone's like, do the thing that we want you to do. And he's like, what if I did something slightly different? And they're like, boo. Wait, I think what I actually just want is like an anime version, not in narrative terms, but in aesthetic terms of like the Sopranos or something like okay. all the characters are just like really interesting looking uh-huh. and none of them are like normal anime hot. They're all just like fucked up and like weird in various ways. Sure. Like the young Pope of anime. Jesus. Like I want an anime about Sylvia Orlando. <laughs> that would be so good. I mean, God. This is this is a digra- have you have you seen the the anime version of the Sopranos opening? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you've shown it to me. Uh yeah, it would be very good. I mean, I like I don't know. I'm like totally blanking on on stuff that is like that. I mean, it is funny like, I don't know. I feel like we we talk about JoJo a lot on this show, mm-hmm. and obviously JoJo characters are like the most anime protagonists, uh-huh. but they all are also all fucked up kind of. But in, like, a very specific and weird way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They are, they are all bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, except for... Never mind. They're just all bastards. Uh, oops, all bastards. Hey, Kakyoin isn't a bastard. He's very polite. Yeah, and look where that got him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, oh my god. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, what else were you sort of like thinking about while we were watching this? Because I feel like we actually got through. Like, I mostly wanted to talk about these sort of like themes that the Togashi is interested in. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's more. I don't know. The animation is just like it's it's fun. Like it's good. But that's the thing. There's no like. It's very good. It's yeah. It's technically good. It's like just vivid, bright colors, energetic. It's not like, you know, really, it's not daring. Like, it's not doing anything really wild. But, but it also doesn't, doesn't do, have to. And it doesn't, I mean, it gets, obviously, it sort of like spreads out a little bit later on. But it doesn't do that much what I think you could describe as like, it doesn't do a ton of basic visual anime tropes, right? Like, there's very little stuff where someone's head will like all of a sudden be animated in like really sketchy shapes sure. to like indicate that they're mad right like there's very little of that How there's like some action shots action stuff. shots with like action lines with speed lines but only a little but not a ton okay uh no no I mean, i'm seeing in these episodes oh yeah right it's like it, it doesn't do that much of it early on it's mostly just like here are the dudes and they're this is like the way that they're going to walk mm-hmm. oh uh, god speaking of the way yes. that the dudes walk yeah, leorio's dude. walk is just like oh leorio's walk yeah oh yeah let's talk about leorio's well, walk. oh were you thinking of the, the other examiner guy. yeah but well, we can talk about leorio's walk. Leorio walks like hunched over it's like the cool anime suit guy walk which makes you look like a fucking virgin irl but in anime it looks cool Leorio is almost certainly a virgin. Yeah. Also, though. 
<laughs> that's true. Um, but I'm, spiritually, I don't. I think he's more of a Chad. He's he's on his way to becoming a Chad, yeah. but he's not one he's yet. Pr- a proto Chad. He's a he's a like sort of pupil Chad. Yeah, a larval Chad. Uh, he's going to emerge from his chrysalis <laughs> as a fucking. Uh, sick but yeah, Chad. he walks like hunched over with his like hands stuffed into his pockets. Uh, and I feel like there's a bunch of anime characters who look like that. I can't think of any right now. Well, Lupin. Lupin does that? Lupin kind of does that. Not all the time, but like yeah. sometimes. He he definitely can. I mean, Jigen, like like Lupin and Jigen both occasionally There needs do to be that. a name for that, like... Leorio? I think Leorio occasionally has, like, young Jigen okay. vibes. Where it's like, you sort of imagine he gets, like, way older and, like, gets really depressed and sad about the world. And he's like, I guess I'm a Jigen now. I live under my hat, but I'm still wearing the same suit I've been wearing for several decades, and also I'm good at gun. I'm a talking dog. Yep. Because as we as we all know, Daisuke Jigen in the canon uh, of this podcast is a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, his walk, but also the other walk um, is very good. Oh, right, and yeah. Like, so, like, wind up. the third episode ends with the hunter exam starting, and it's like, Oh, you have to follow this man who's walking like a weird wind up soldier, like just very like stick straight. And he starts walking faster and faster. And so everyone's like running after him. That kind of reminded me of the beginning of the exam in My Hero Academia. Okay. When they're all like, oh, shit, it's starting. We all have to run. It's a race. Uh, Just like everyone in this big tunnel, like running down. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar vibes. Yeah, this is uh, Satot's. Who looks... He doesn't have a mouth. He doesn't have a mouth. He looks like an anime butler, kind of. Yeah, and he just, like... He, he like the pinhead man, looks like a wind-up toy. Mm-hmm. Like a good sort of anime wind-up toy that just, like, keeps moving. Uh, and I appreciate a lot... I mean, you'll, you'll... If you watch more of this, like, the people get way weirder. Like, there's yeah. so many designs of people on this that where you're just, like... Is that, are you sure that that's, like, a good way to have, like, a dude look? And a lot of the stuff that gets really, really silly, um, you know, and sort of, like, is the show and the people involved in it enjoying that degree of flexibility. Um, with sort of one maybe obvious example, and, and maybe at some point we should talk about the, like, broader history of the ways that this gets used in, in anime, I don't. Are you are you familiar with what Gon's sort of like eventual secret technique is? Do you do you remember? Did you read about this? When his hair gets big? No, his like normal secret technique. His like the one that he that's like his his sort of like go to thing, like his kamehameha, not his spirit bomb. Uh, I don't know. What is it? Rock paper scissors. Oh, okay, that's what I was gonna guess. Yeah, that's a Goku. Yeah, I guess that's that is a Goku, also a Goku classic. Yeah. But it's, like, in a sort of different, like, you know, it takes it in a fun, I don't know. I I just, like, it's, like, that degree of, like, yes, we know that you've seen this before, but we're going to, like, really enjoy chomping down on it and sort of doing our own thing. I don't know. It's been so long since I watched this. um, But the the sort of, like, development of, like, the ways in which he's able to throw the different moves Mm -hmm. is, is a lot of fun. Um, cause you, you gotta channel that Nen dog. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, 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 you know, if you end up watching more of it at some point, maybe we can talk about the pacing. Uh, 
But, like, you don't even get to that stuff. Like, you know about this because you read about the show. Yeah. I don't think Nen is introduced until, like, 30 episodes in or something. Oh, my God. How many episodes are there of this? 140. Jesus Christ. Something. Uh, which which maybe maybe answers the question of of uh, whether you'll watch more of this. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you would think not, but it do, it goes down. Real there's smooth. a non-zero chance that I'm just going to get real high this weekend and just like just you know blast a bunch of them. High on life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be, it's fine. Well, because the, the first arc is like the hunter exam, right? right and like, yeah. you don't know about Nen until after the hunter exam. Right, right. So that's the sort of moment where they're like, oh, you thought you knew what this shit was? You thought you understood this world? You idiot. By the you way, magic child. is real. Yeah, you dumb piece of shit with your cool briefcase. You think that's cool, Leorio? You think it's cool that you carry your business supplies? Yeah, it is. <laughs> he thinks it's cool, and he's right. Uh, wow. So, so the answer to the question of whether you will watch more of the show is maybe, maybe. I, I will not be. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, maybe we'll find out by the time this episode goes live whether you you have watched more Hunter Hunter over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that we want to say about it? Uh, whether in terms of again our our standard uh, episode ending segment on the OP, which I guess we talked about a little bit, uh, or or other stuff, I'll say briefly at least. I like I think the voice performances on the show are quite good. They are. Um, I want to know more about the Joker. Sure. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about him at all. No. That's Hisoka. He's like the primary antagonist of the show. He kind of looks like the Joker. And he turns someone's arm in. A, he has that great line where, like, this guy bumps into him, and uh, then we it cuts, and then we like hear him screaming, and like it, just, like we see his arms like dissolving into flowers, and he's just like, "Oh dear, it seems that this man's arms are turning into flower petals." <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's ha- it happens all the time. Do you want to see a magic trick? Yes. Uh, he really does have very strong joke. He he is drawn and sounds like a character who would lick his lips before saying every sentence. Um, Hisoka is a lot of fun. His motivations are extremely confusing uh, in a way that I enjoy immensely. Also, he loves Gone in a way that is perhaps um, not, strictly speaking, legal. Hmm. We hate to see it. We don't like to see that, but it, it, he he's a, he's sort of a fun a fun uh, a villainy guy to, to hang around with. Mm-hmm. Yeah is is there is there anything else, or should we should we? I think that's about all I got to say for now. Yeah, it's just like a fun. I feel like we say this a lot. We need to like at some point we need to watch more stuff that's not well, fun. Well, let this week let's watch something really fucked up. Well, so should we? Should we? Oh, we break, are kind of watching we, something that's fucked up this week. Yeah. Oh, were you? Were you? Were you? Did you forget that we already were decided to watch something fucked yeah. up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Should we break kayfabe on this? Uh, we we have already decided what we will be yeah, watching next week. Yeah, we're not gonna like go through the whole rigmarole yeah. because we already know what we're watching. Uh, because we are doing uh, our first special episode. Uh, Eric Thurman Merrick Kay make someone else watch anime, mm-hmm. uh, in which we take a show that both of us have already seen. Uh, and then take a third person who we sort of force into our twisted, uh, our twisted anime world. Um, should we say what that's going to, or should we, should we let people 
like vibe on it? Should we just tell them what the show is? Every 10 episodes, a guest oh, is reborn yeah. onto our podcast. Oh, that's They fun. watch three episodes of an anime and then they never appear again. That's fun. I like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's great. So that's kind of like a, a fun little. Yeah, we could get like a little like teaser like, yeah, teaser trailer. Yu-Gi-Oh, like uh, well, we should say what the show is, though. Because the show people, is, people should, not the guest. Yeah, the show is uh, Madoka Magica. Puella Magi, Madoko Magica. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is available on Netflix, I believe. Uh, it is a magical girl show. And if you have not seen it before, that is all you need to know about it. So I feel like I should rewatch it. I really don't want to. <laughs> we should, though. Yeah, we'll rewatch we at least part of it. And then I'll read the summaries. Because, Wow. Yeah, there's that's talk about talk about things that are not fun. This is not fun. At it's not all. a fun show. It's, it's fun very about, good. It's fun for about half an hour. Yeah, and then you're like, wait a second. And then it's the worst. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for us to make our unsuspecting guest uh, watch Madoka Magica, um, and I I hope that you uh, will join us on that journey. Although, if you do not want to join us, I totally understand. It's a buck wild time out there, and honestly. Madoka Magica will maybe make me feel worse, but it's great. It's been like a year and a half since I rewatched it. We're going in. It's happening. It is happening again. Um, maybe I'll, I'll sort of like balance that out with watching more Thunderbolt Fantasy. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we we need to we need to tell people about uh, where they can find uh, other extremely good and intelligent content? Yeah. Actually related to popular anime franchise Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, God. Okay. Yes, yeah, baby. So if you go to fanblade.com slash podcasts, uh, you can find all our other shows on there. And on the other channel... I'm Shaw, baby. Not this one, the other one, the FanWidth channel. We have a show called You Love to See It, which is about movies and TV. And we watched Austin Powers this week, and... Uh, it's going to be a ridge. The original clarify. AP1. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of the uh, birth of the franchise. Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, I believe is the full yes. title of that film. Uh, we watched that with uh, Patrick Gill of Polygon. and A huge Mike Myers. Uh, just a huge Myers head. Yeah. Just uh, loves Myers. Yeah. And I have watched these movies with Pat before. Did you, did you talk about the experience that we had when we watched the, these movies with Pat? Yes. Okay. And then we also did talk a little bit about the love guru on that. Oh, so no. that episode is almost two hours long. So if you want to hear me, uh, Nikki and Steven talk with Pat Gill about Austin Powers, that's the only place you can do it mm -hmm. in the world. Um, so go listen to that. And if, go to Fanboy Media on Twitter to follow us there. If Austin Powers was a Hunter Hunter character, which one would he be? Of these characters, yeah, of these characters. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, that might just be because of the suit, though. And you know, he sort of has like a inflated sense of his own importance, yeah. and you could sort of imagine Austin being like, "Please call me Mr. Powers, baby." And Karapika's like, "No, I'm actually not going to call you that." And, and Karapika, in this case, is um, Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is great. We will we'll sort of have like a written out version of that. If you guys want to follow the Fanbyte AO3 page, uh, that'll be up uh, in time for this episode, right? Uh, Eric is on Twitter <laughs> at Eric Thurm. I'm on Twitter at Merritt K. And 
Again, yeah, Fanbyte Media on Twitter. Until next time, friends, uh, we'll see you in the Shadow Realm.